Talk Radio 96.7. Let's talk some sports because up ahead is the road sign. We have just entered the Ozone. The Ozone is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. Ronnie O, Coach Joe. Well, Ronnie O's not in, but Coach Joe is. <laughs> the Jaguars are still on the clock, Eric. This thing's supposed to start at 8. How come they haven't picked yet? We'll keep you updated on that throughout the night. Coach Joe here in the Ozone. Ronnie's on assignment, and if he does a good job on his assignment, we've got a special treat for you next week. Stay tuned. We'll uh, keep our fingers crossed about that. But, hey, we've got a special treat for you this week. (laughs) Right here in studio, the one and only NASCAR legend, (laughs) Holly Kane. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I certainly appreciate the kindness. I'm glad to be here. This is awesome to be in studio with you. Oh, we're going to have a great time tonight. We've got some some great guests coming up, including the winner at the Talladega Speedway uh, last Sunday in the Geico 500, Ross Chastain. (laughs) He'll be joining us in a little bit. Holly secured an interview with him. Look forward to that. And we're also going to talk to an old friend of ours and a good friend of the show, too, Laura Pinner. Uh, she is going to talk to us about some of her experiences in the past. You know, she was part of the Water Boy, one of the one of the great <laughs> one of the great football movies uh, yes, ever it made. Is. Yes, yeah, yeah. She's she's had uh, some issues with her health. We'll talk a little bit about how she's coping with that too, and we'll have have a uh, great time catching up with Laura. Uh, but Holly, it's great having you here. I got to tell you, it's uh, it's just an absolute joy. We've been talking about doing this for forever, and now we finally are able to get to get it done because uh, you're a very busy and important person, obviously. <laughs> but were you in, in, at Talladega? I was not at Talladega. So, and one of the rare ones that I haven't been at. I'm going to be there in the fall. So, it's you know, people ask me, what is your favorite track? And, of course, I love the road courses, I will say that, and I love Daytona, but Talladega is just an awesome place to watch a race. The racing is always unpredictable, dramatic, suspenseful, and it was all that over the weekend. So uh, I love Talladega. It was a very dramatic race. And if you want to join us, give us a call, 682-1430, 682-1430. Hey, maybe you don't feel like talking, but you can email us. Uh, Eric, check this, ozone at hallradio.net. Did I get it right? O-Z-O-N-E at hallradio.net. So you can give us a call or an email at either of those. Well, yeah, it was a tremendous uh, finish there. One of the really most exciting finishes of the year, I think. Uh, And and Ross Chastain won by, I think uh, it was written that he just won by by just continuing to drive straight. Not (laughs) sometimes, sometimes if you just stay in your lane, right? Yeah, it's a good lesson to you children. You just stay in your lane, hold straight, put your head down, and things will come out okay. Uh, It it certainly did that time. and, And, you know, it was heartbreaking for the two guys that were in front of him up until the uh, checkered flag that pulled out of line to try and race each other. So it worked out well for Ross, though. Well, Kyle Larson looked like he was in control of the race. He basically was leading Ross Chastain around there for most of the last 20 laps until uh, Eric Jones made a move. And then it looked like he took the lead and was going to break the long drought that Richard Petty Racing has had. Can you believe that? Has it been eight years? Well, it, it makes me feel old because I remember that last win. And it was Eric Almarola <laughs> from Tampa that got that win for Richard Petty in Daytona in a race that was called a little early because of rain. Not that that matters. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe it's been that many years. And I know, uh, man, I, I know Eric very well. Super nice guy, young kid. And uh, I know he wants to win so badly. And he's had some good races this year. Unfortunately, not always the finishes to show. But, yeah, to see Richard Petty, come, his team come that close was uh, pretty big for the whole sport. 
Well, Eric Almirola is going to retire this year. Is that I right? I know. He's too young to do that. I, My goodness. I can't believe he's getting ready to retire. You know, we you were, you were on t- television before the Daytona 500. I know you talked about uh, Eric Almirola, and he's such a good guy. And, and he, he almost won at Daytona. I believe he came in the top five or six, and it was kind of crazy there at the end. He, he almost pulled that off. Uh, but uh, what, do you know why he's retiring? Well, he says he wants to retire and spend the time with his family. He's really family-oriented. He has two kiddos that are, I'm not sure, I think like six and eight years old, a little boy and a little girl, and they're both very active with sports. And um, I think he wants to spend time going to their sporting events. You know, they so much of the family life is revolved around going to wherever he had to go, and I think he wants to be able to go and do that. And Eric was a baseball player coming up as a kid in Tampa, so I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, one or both of his kiddos doing some of that in the future and him being able to be there. He'll race again, though. He'll do, he'll do some races. Well, he's currently tenth in the in the uh, Cup standings. Uh, you, you know, he can learn from Ross Chastain though. Before Ross was winning these races that he's been winning right and left lately, uh, he about a year ago when he was still an up and comer, he appeared here on the Ozone and it turned everything around. So tell Eric if he wants to get that one win before <laughs> if, he retires. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll remind him on that. I'm going to see him at the All Star race in a few <laughs> weeks, so I will tell him that was that's all it takes. I want to ask you. I heard something about Kyle. Bush, is he going to go out on his own? Well, I think the— Is that just an unsubstantiated rumor? I think that's an unsubstantiated rumor. Okay. There's, there's certainly been talk. He hasn't re-signed with Joe Gibbs Racing yet. And um, Kyle is somebody that is definitely uh, going to speak his mind, and he's a man of the moment. So I think he was a little frustrated when he was asked on the record, and his response says, I don't know if I'm coming back, go ask Joe. So um, I think that is yet to be determined, but I would, you know, they they need to find a sponsor for the team, but I would find it very hard to believe that Joe Gibbs would would not welcome back a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion who's won over 200 races. So, and he's only 37 years old. So young. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk uh, some more NASCAR uh, throughout the evening. And, of course, we look forward to talking to Ross Chastain in a little while. Uh, Holly, you also have been active on a committee uh, involving, uh, it's a, I guess, Cancer Foundation Committee. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. It's the Breast Cancer Foundation of Central Florida. And uh, I'm I'm really proud of, of what we've been able to do. We raise money to help women that are going through treatment, that are actively in treatment for breast cancer. And the way we help them is not with money for the treatment, but money for their life during treatment. And that's providing uh, money to help with uh, rent or to help with car payments or to help with children, uh, you know, buying clothes for school or if they they go to the YMCA, you know, paying for that. It's a way to make their life a little bit easier. So that's one less thing they have to worry about when they are concentrating and worrying about their life and, and beating breast cancer. So I'm very proud. And we've raised almost a million dollars over the course of five or six years now. That's without Eric's help. Too. And yes. <laughs> Well, we can hit you up, Eric. So don't don't worry about that. There's still time. People are always asking me that. <laughs> Eric says. That. Eric says I'll double it and add five. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. So we're we're very excited, and and we have our uh, big pink ribbon gala that we call it on October 28th this year in downtown Lakeland, and uh, uh, very excited and hopefully you know getting some corporate sponsors to back us, and certainly having people come. We 
we we've been very fortunate that the that the community has supported us so much. Yeah, we definitely want to keep track of of that, and you, you'll have have you back. We'll have you back all the time, but we'll make sure to talk about that some more as we get closer to it. You, what day in October? Do you already know? The twenty eighth, that October Friday 28th. night. Right. Yes. So save the date, folks. Save the date, <laughs> October twenty eighth for that. Well, you you. Uh, You've got Indy coming up. Are you going to that this year? I will be at the Indianapolis 500, so uh, that'll be cool. And, uh, in fact, I was just talking to Jimmy Johnson yesterday. He's going to be racing in the Indianapolis 500, making his debut there, a seven-time NASCAR champion. And uh, he's so excited about it. He just finished up all the – it's hard to call him rookie, but the rookie orientation (laughs) that you have to do for the Indy 500. And uh, Jimmy's feeling really good. In fact, they're racing this week on a road course at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama this week. And then they head over to the Speedway for both the road course race and obviously qualifying and getting ready for the Indy 500. He should probably – before it's over, be as good at that as he was in NASCAR, right? Well, we will see. I, I, I will tell you, he has said quite honestly and humbly, it's been a lesson. He's really had to work very hard at this. It's not something you just jump from one series to another. And I think that shows people that thinks if you're a race car driver, you can just get in any car and win. You've got a guy that won seven championships and NASCAR, one of the most competitive racing series in the world, and he's really had to work at it and, and kind of get his feet underneath him in, in IndyCar, an open wheel. Yeah. yeah. Now, the uh, that's in a month, I guess, the Indianapolis 500. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of uh, other races coming up before then, uh, and we'll get to them in a little while. We're uh, going to take our first break of the night. Eric, I believe it's time for that. And uh, when we come back... Uh, we're going to talk to our good friend Laura Pinner. We're going to get her Looking on the phone. Looking forward to that. Yeah, and we'll give and we'll give her a chat, and then we'll talk some more as well with Holly Kane here in the Ozone Talk Radio ninety six point seven WLKF. All right, this is Hall of Fame manager Whitey Herzog in the Ozone. Ozone, oh yeah. Ronnie Owen, Coach Joe in the Ozone tonight. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. Ronnie O is on assignments, but in the chair. Here's Coach Joe. Jaguars have picked their number one pick in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. It's Trayvon Walker, the defensive end out of Georgia. Detroit's going to pick next. We'll continue to follow that throughout the night. Um, And uh, Ronnie uh, is on assignment. He'll be back next week, hopefully Hopefully with a successful mission. In the meantime, replacing Ronnie tonight, the amazing Holly Kane here in studio. And, uh, you know, uh, Holly, we uh, a few few years ago, I think it's been, uh, we had our next guest in studio with us. Uh, she's wonderful. We were talking about her days uh, working, helping the Gators recruit as a Gator getter. That was a lot of fun. Uh, she has also been an actress and appeared on TV and movies, including The Waterboy, uh, one of the great sports movies of all time. Uh, she's also had a, a terrific uh, career at the Home Shopping Network, and uh, it's just a delight to have her back. Welcome back, Laura Pinner. Welcome back to the Ozone, Hi. Laura. <laughs> hey, it's so good to have you here. How are you doing? I'm fabulous now that I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> well, we're excited to be talking to you. You know, uh, Ronnie's at the Gator Gathering tonight. Uh, Coach Billy Napier is talking there, and it reminded me that that's where I met you, was at a Gator Gathering I don't That's know if you right. remember that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, I think it was back in the Coach Muschamp days, because I haven't been to a Gator Gathering 
since those days. <laughs> part not because I don't enjoy them, mostly because they're usually on Thursdays. And since and I've been part of this show about eight years now, so Ronnie usually goes to those, and I'm here at studio, just like again tonight. But I remember. Do you remember when you were here in studio with us? Of course. Yeah. How that, could I forget? Uh, I, I remember that was a lot of fun, and uh, we. We enjoyed talking about about that, and uh, the, the days uh, when you were at the Gators. Of course, uh, your brother uh, Pat Pinner was a great player for the Gators. He was, and all of us actually graduated from the University of Florida. Go Gators! <laughs> so I'm very proud of that. Oh yeah, what it was, and the uh, when did you go to Hollywood? I left in '99. And I came back home in 20, no, it wasn't 20. It was around 2006. And I loved every morsel of time being in L.A. It's not what people think. There, there are so many incredible opportunities, especially not only in the entertainment industry, but there's so many loving, kind, you know, philanthropic folks there that, you know, people don't really know that. Well, I remember you told me once you did uh, an episode, I believe the name of the show was Still Standing. I remember I used to like that yeah. show a lot. And uh, yeah. and, and you, had a, you, you played a scene in there with, what was the name of the actress who was the lead in that? Um, I'm sorry. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz, yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. Uh, yeah, from the twist, Twister, among other things, I believe she was in. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I was it, thinking that Joe, I was sorry to interrupt you. I no, was just thinking about how I worked with Jennifer Aniston on a movie. I had this incredible opportunity to work with James Brooks. You know who James Brooks is? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, he yeah. had the Mary Tyler Moore show. That fantastic and, producer. Yeah, and I would just pinch myself when I would have the opportunity to work with these giants in the industry it was just such a blessing well you uh, were in the water boy and uh, you know i met yes. henry winkler once nicest guy you can i couldn't imagine i couldn't believe how nice he was he was absolutely he incredible yes he's one of the best a girlfriend of mine um that worked on the water boy henry winkler took us when we went to los angeles he took us to his office and he showed us around his big sound stage, and it was one of the most memorable moments of my life. Yeah, he was—he's fantastic. He—he—he he, uh, gave a little talk at the at the event that I was at, and he was—he um, uh, was absolutely stunning, I- incredible, and and of course the star of the Water Boy was uh, Adam Sandler, who played Bobby Boucher, the linebacker <laughs> for the uh, Mud Dogs, I believe they were called, from Southwest Louisiana State. <laughs> Uh, yes. Did you get a chance to uh, talk to Adam Sandler during the during oh, the movie? Oh yeah, he gave me a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> hey Laura, it's yep. Holly. How are you? Hey, Miss Holly, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> Listen, Holly and I, we have known each other since way back. Way, way back, since we were little girls, actually. <laughs> yeah, not even double little digits. Double. <laughs> I was. I have some- for you, Holly. You're so beautiful and kind, and you're just amazing. 
Well, Laura, that goes right back at you. And you are absolutely someone that we can all learn from. And uh, I've always been so proud of you and everything that you've done. I mean, you dreamed it and you did it. And that's something a lot of people don't do. A lot of us dream it, but we don't do it. And you made it happen. And uh, what wonderful you know, stories that you can share with us about the opportunities you've had. And um, I'm I'm just really proud of you, Laura. I'm, it makes me so happy Thank to hear all these. Thank you so much. You know, I, and I think a lot of times people make all kinds of um, stereotypes about actresses or, you know, leaving your hometown and going off to look for something that's a bigger adventure. And I just never had the, um, I didn't hold back, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's what you have to do, right? Maybe that's the difference. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all your success. I mean, I, I, I'm not one bit surprised. I think you have been that kind of person your whole life in terms of going for, taking advantage of opportunity. So I just, um, I think this is awesome. I get to talk to you about all this. I was, I was going to joke. I got to meet Adam Sandler when I was covering a race and he was the nicest guy ever. And he was, yeah, he was standing at the back of the room with me and he was just like the nicest person. People didn't necessarily recognize him because they weren't expecting him to be at a NASCAR race. And he was standing back there and people were kind of brushing past him. One guy stepped on his foot and he just steps back and he's like, oh, excuse me. You know, it was just funny. What a great guy he was. Yeah. Uh, Laura, you got another connection to the sports world. It's uh, not a pleasant one, unfortunately. Uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Are you you up for talking about it? Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I I started having symptoms, if it's okay to talk about that. I was limping a lot, and I have a cane. And then it just got worse and worse. And then I started falling. I had fallen at least, I would say, 10 to 15 times and would land on my shoulder. I had broken my shoulder. And we just could not figure it out. And I had a surgery in Winter Haven, and it just didn't go well. And so I finally went to a doctor at USF, and based upon all of my symptoms, they diagnosed it, yeah, with ALS. And it's been the greatest teacher, if I can say that. It's made me just so appreciative of friends. I mean, I have a friend on the air right now. I know he's listening. And it's, it's, all, it's all very surreal. Sometimes it doesn't seem like this is my life. But I have had such a full life, and there's more to come. That's what I believe in. I just have the belief that there's more than just the disease. So it's opportunities like this to reach out and tell a little bit about how it, you know, what it's like. It's really hard at some times, and other moments I'm, you know, delighted and happy. Well, we're certainly delighted to have you here. Uh, we got one of your supporters here. Is the uh, counselor ready, uh, Eric? Hey, Rusty. You know hey, Rusty. Hi. Hey. You're on. You're on the in the ozone with me and with Holly and with Laura. 
Hey, guys. Laura, <laughs> this is the most beautiful person on the inside and outside <laughs> that I have ever had the privilege of knowing. And Laura took care of my children growing up, go to Gator games, and I love you, sister, and thinking Laura, about you, praying for you real hard. Thank you so much, Rusty. Hey, oh, y'all are going to see us sometime. Okay. <laughs> I have two... I have I have three beautiful grandchildren now to to dress up in gator clothing. That's right. No other right. color better. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, hey, Joe always tells me we're up upon it. I know Kim Commando's coming up. And uh, we uh, we're 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 going past that today. We're special special <laughs> occasion. We got Laura on the show, so right. <laughs> so there you we're, go. Not, we're not there you go. Uh, we're not up against a break, Rusto. It's it's actually great hearing hearing from you. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. And you're enjoying well, life, Grandpa. Fact, <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I am. I'm just driving back from the beautiful Pope Theater, and uh, got to uh, hear Coach Napier see uh, Ronnie Ocean. Told him he owed me money, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Billy Napier is it. Ever the more I the more I'm around this guy, the more I'm enamored with him. I've never met somebody who thinks about things in functional systems. I mean, the 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 internship programs, the uh, research and mathematics, and you know all of these things that are going on are just at another level. And you know, the, he said we've got really good first teamers, and then after that, got a ways to go. But uh, I, I think this is the this is the right direction. Yeah, it's terrific, Rusty, and uh, we're going to get a full report from Ronnie about uh, that next week, and we'll, we'll talk some more about the Gator Gathering. Gosh, I really appreciate you talking and uh, and sending the uh, kind words to Laura, and uh, we'll, and, we'll and, talk to you soon. And, what's, what's that? And Lightning Hockey Playoffs! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk to you more about that. That starts next week, and we're going to be all over that. Monday. <laughs> yeah. Monday, and, and the Lightning got to go to the White House. Special. <laughs> all right awesome take care love you all right back at you rasta that's rusty franklin Hi, joining us uh, now uh, t- talking about programs laura i uh, also want to mention that there's a, a gofundme page because i imagine uh you're needing lots of care and it, it can get pretty expensive huh yes sir actually thank you so much for even offering to speak about that it it's very helpful for sure well, you go to GoFundMe.com, that's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, and it's called the ALS Treatment and Care for Laura Pinner. Uh, it will allow you to donate at that site. And, uh, and Laura, if there's any other uh, place or, or way to, to donate, you, uh, you let us know, okay, because we'll, uh, we'll keep uh, you know, make, sounding the alarm and making sure that, uh, that uh, you, know, you know that we're all here for you and that uh, we, we really— Really, uh, you're a great friend of the Ozone, you're a great friend of mine, a super good friend of Holly's, and we we, uh, we know that it's not easy to cope with this. And uh, uh, your, your strength you've shown is, uh, is inspiring. And, uh, and God bless you, and uh, keep up Thank the good you. fight. I send my love to you, Laura, and, and, uh, and you know, to your family. I, I love seeing you. Yes. <laughs> I love you, and... Come see me sometime, okay? We'll do absolutely. We'll make we'll make a point to do that and bring you some limeade, right? Is that what you like? 
I love limeade, yes. <laughs> All right, you got it. All right. All right. Thanks, Laura. Thanks so much. Laura Pinner, uh, you're joining us in the Ozone. It's so good to hear her voice, Holly. Yeah, it really is. And and in all seriousness, like we were friends from back in elementary school. And uh, I I remember watching her grow up, and I, I genuinely mean it when I say you could tell when she was very young that she was just, there was something special about her, and she had the kind of charisma and the kind of... Uh, outreach that people wanted to people wanted to be around her and I it makes me so proud of her to see her go and do all the things that she did and and be so you know genuinely proud and 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 grateful for it and you know it's something we all can learn from and it breaks my heart to see her have to go through this now yes she's uh, definitely it's taken a huge physical toll on her but uh, it it can't get to her spirit that's for (laughs) sure and it won't there's no question about that well, you know, Laura's always a giver, and she's going to uh, help somebody here get $30 oh, yeah. from the Lakeland Ale House, 5650 South Florida Avenue, with 40 strategically located TVs, so you always get a good view of the game, and you can count on seeing Coach Joe there just about every weekend in some fashion or time, depending on on what's happening. Uh, Dax at the bar usually takes good care of me, and I sit at a table near there. And they, can I they, just <laughs> go in and tell him I'm your friend and have him take care of me? <laughs> yeah, you tell him Coach Joe sent you, and uh, or talk to Jorge about it, the, right, the, the manager. That. I'll and uh, uh, they'll they'll probably take good care of you, but you can go there. Our lucky winner can go there with, and get thirty dollars off their bill if they can answer this simple sports quiz question. Which, if you were listening to the interview with Laura, we gave the answer away to. So listen carefully. It's about Adam Sandler. Okay, he's made four sports movies. I didn't know. I didn't realize it until I until I counted it. But uh, four. And which one of these four movies did Adam Sandler play Mud Dogs linebacker Bobby Boucher? <laughs> Was it A, The Water Boy, B, Happy Gilmore, C, The Longest Yard, the remake, by the way. You know, yes. I know. We all know. All, uh, anybody our age knows Burt Reynolds was the original Longest Yard, but Adam Sandler and Chris Rock made a remake. And then finally, D, Uncut Gems, where... Uh, uh, that was an interesting movie, actually. We'll have to we'll have to do a movie show one of these days. We, we haven't done one in years. I think I saw that one, so I, I apologize, <laughs> it's, Adam. <laughs> it's one of his most recent ones, and he got rave reviews for that. Okay. But in which one did he play Bobby Boucher? Six eight two fourteen thirty. If you know the answer, six eight two fourteen thirty, and you can win thirty dollars to the Lakeland Ale House. Hey, did Coach Joe pull a, pull a surprise here? Did I actually? Do the sports quiz early? Yes, I did, <laughs> because we got Ross Chastain a little bit later. So we're, uh, we want to do the sports quiz now. So hopefully you're listening, and you'll get rewarded if you are by calling us at 682-1430 and giving us the answer to that sports quiz question, telling us which Adam Sandler movie did he play, linebacker Bobby Boucher. Uh, meantime, the draft continues on. Hutchinson, another defensive end, goes second. Uh, and then the third pick, he went to Detroit. The third pick is the cornerback from LSU, Daryl Stingley Jr., you and I are old enough to remember Daryl Stingley. Yeah. yeah. And what happened to him. Um, and then um, the Cincinnati cornerback, the guy who's Smoke Gardner, the guy who's never given up a touchdown apparently in his entire college career, he goes fourth to the Jets. Uh, it's too bad for him, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Maybe they'll like him. Who knows? Maybe so they'll, they'll be kind, <laughs> the Jets fans. Yeah, well, they managed to waste a good chunk of Daryl Revis's career, but uh, this guy's supposed to be just as good. Maybe they've learned their lesson. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Uh, the Giants next on the clock. They declined to pick up the option on their quarterback, so um, be curious to see what they do 
uh, with the number five pick, and then Carolina number six, and then the Giants from Chicago get pick number seven. By that point, the show will probably be over, and then uh, we'll just recap everything next week as far as the draft. But we believe that the Giants will get a couple of picks in before, and the Panthers as well before we're done here in the uh, Ozone this evening uh, with Holly Kane, Coach Joe here. And uh, we're talking to Holly about uh, what's coming up in May, and there's a huge uh, event on Mother's Day. Yes, And yes. you're going to be at that. I am going to be yeah. there. It's working, the, uh, of course. But, working, yeah. working. Unfortunately, no. I will miss my kids, Matt and Sydney, actually. Oh, but no. uh, it's a Formula One race in Miami, and it's the first one in Miami, and it's How quite they exciting. they never had one? Uh, you know what? I, I was doing some research, and I thought, surely they had one years and years ago that I just didn't remember. So I was surprised because that's really a place that would appreciate Formula One. You know, there's so many people that are there from other countries and certainly a lot of South Americans that love their racing. So I was very surprised about that, but it is going to be a really big deal. And it's been sold out since like the first week they had tickets for sale. So it's going to be a big crowd. They're going to race around Hard Rock Stadium. And they have uh, gone to great lengths to make a really intriguing course, and the drivers are all super excited to be there. And I think uh, I think it's kind of a cool place for America to show. You know, we've got that race in Texas at the Circuit of the Americas, which is fantastic. It drew almost half a million people the last race weekend there. This is going to be very decidedly different <laughs> than the Texas kind of hospitality. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, the drivers, the teams are excited. The people coming in for it, there are going to be a lot of celebrities, a lot of A-list celebrities. Uh, it's got to be something that David Beckham goes to then. <laughs> if it's if it's going on in South Florida, he's been showing up at it. Well, and, and he's British, and, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's he, he likes it. You know? yeah. If you see him, say, uh, say hey to him for us. <laughs> I, I certainly will, I can assure you. <laughs> he's become a big-time uh, Miami person with... Uh, Inter Miami, the new MLS soccer team. Hey, uh, in the meantime, you did a story about uh, Rachel uh, Valkovec. Uh, it's a very interesting story in the world of baseball. Tell us about it. Well, she became the first female manager in Major League Baseball history, and I got to cover her game. They opened here in Lakeland against the Lakeland Flying Tigers. She's the manager for the Tampa Tarpons, and it was great. I went over to Tampa and spent the morning of that game over there. She had a press conference. I got to meet her parents and then spent, obviously, the day over here and talked to her and her players, and, and you know, it really was such a historic day, and as a woman— I uh, I really appreciated all it meant, so I uh, I thought that was going to be really an awesome thing to be there for and to be able to say I was. And there were a whole lot of female uh, athletes from Polk County that were there, both high school women, uh, I mean high school girls and and college women from their team. So it was a great welcome for her. Uh, that sounds fantastic. Who we got? Who do we have? Walt, Walt, my man, how you doing? Good. Hey, before I give you the answer, I'd like to talk about that young lady that called in. You know, I've battled some health issues, and every time I hear stories like her, I feel so guilty when I get down on myself because of what she goes through is ten times what I do. But people like her really inspire me. Walt, uh, I think Laura's still listening, and, and she'll be just really pleased to hear that. Uh, she's been uh, going through a lot. It's it struck quickly and uh, rapidly, and uh, she, she just... Uh, um, her spirit's terrific, and she she won't let she won't let it she won't let it get her down. Even though the days can be kind of tough, just like you have done, Walt. We know about your health problems too, and and we're hoping you have the answer to this question. So uh, why don't you go ahead and give it to us, so we can give you that thirty dollars. 
the water boy. You bet you it's the water boy, my man, Walt. All right, Walt. <laughs> Walt, hey, thanks so much uh, for calling. I have to take a break now, and we're going to bring Ross Chastain. Okay. Uh, if you have a question for Ross, you can hang on. Otherwise, uh, stay on the line so Eric can get, while on the break, Eric can get all your official information so you can collect that prize at the alehouse, and maybe I'll see you over there, okay? Okay, thanks. Okay, that's so our man Walt winning the prize here in our uh, alehouse sports quiz. Uh, we're in the Ozone, Coach Joe and special guest co-host Holly Kane. <laughs> Coming back with Ross Chastain right after the break. On Talk Radio 96.7, WLKF. This is Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Hanberger, and you're listening to Ronnie Ocean in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone tonight. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. So far, no surprises in the NFL draft. Uh, uh, Aaron Thibodeau, the uh, great defensive end out of Oregon, he could have been the first pick. He's the fifth for the Giants. Carolina's going to pick sixth, and then the Giants get a second pick in the number seven slot. That came from the Bears. And if we get to it, which we probably won't, although the picks are going a lot faster than I think they they usually do, Falcons pick eighth. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. When I when I worked at the Tampa Tribune for years covering the draft, let's just say we were picking early. <laughs> <laughs> my stories were filed a lot earlier. So when the Buccaneers were, you know, actually one of my favorite times covering the draft, I got to write the stories when we had Warren Sapp and um, Derek Brooks were the selections. And that was really great. And that was, as it turned out, to be the start of some really good years for the Buccaneers. That was, that was a great draft. Yes, <laughs> that was a great draft. That was when the Bucks finally decided, you know, to start trying. It seemed like for years. I mean, remember when they picked Bo Jackson, even though they, even though he said, "I'm not going to play for you guys." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needed to be more definitive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was definitive enough. When he, when he, yeah, they, it's interesting. Have you seen any of that uh, series, Winning Time, about the Lakers? No, uh, I haven't yet. I want to yeah. see that. I need to binge that. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. I, I was growing up around that time. It's interesting. They get the gist of the of the events correct, but they they play around with some facts. What? <laughs> for, that never happens. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Come on. But what was interesting was the kind of the stare down between Jack Kent Cook, the owner at the time, and Magic Johnson when they were talking to him prior to the draft. And you know, they said, "Well, you're going to take this amount of money, or or or, or what are you going to do about it?" And he said, "Well, I'll go back to school." <laughs> Yeah. So, How do you argue with that? Yeah. So Ma- Magic knew Magic knew what he was doing even back then. And uh, but tonight it's not the uh, NBA draft; it's the NFL draft going on. No surprises so far. Defense, defense, defense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the opposite of a whole lot of drafts, you know, where yeah. it was all offense and who's going to get the the quarterback. And <laughs> and so you know, I, I I love it. And you know, the thing is, there's just so many great kids to pick. Oh, there are. There are, including the uh, Daryl Stingley Jr. Uh, out of LSU. He was the third pick uh, in the draft by the uh, – uh, okay, thank you, Eric. Uh, good news on the phone now. Let's get right to it. We can get back to the draft later, Holly, okay? Uh, <laughs> but welcome to the Ozone. He was here about a year or so ago when he was an up-and-comer on the uh, truck series. And since he's been on our show, he's been spectacularly successful and now <laughs> maybe the leading driver uh, – not quite in the point standings, but one of the best drivers in the Cup Series. 
Welcome back to the Ozone, the Watermelon Man, <laughs> Ross Chastain. Ross Coach Joe here with Holly Kane. It is wonderful to talk to you again. Congratulations on your success. Hey, yeah, thank you. It's, um, it's good to be on with you guys. It's, uh, it's been an incredible first 10 races of the season, and uh, it's really hard to, uh, even hard to still comprehend the way you were describing that. <laughs> well, it, it's been it's been a great run. You've won two of the last five races. In fact, uh, that was a, a fantastic job winning at Talladega at the Speedway last week. But uh, uh, a few weeks before that, you won the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas, which is a Grand Prix race. There's a, a much different type of race than a Super Speedway race. Yet you you use the same car and uh, with. Uh, no uh, no problem performing the different tasks in either one. I wanted to ask you specifically about the Grand Prix, which involved a lot of braking and cornering, and it's really quite the skill to avoid locking and overcorrecting because there seemed to be a lot of that going on in the race, but you, you didn't have any problem with that. Well, we we didn't hit anything. I'll put it that way. There were several, <laughs> several times where I, I was, uh, looking at the the wall, the, the tire barrier, the, or the rocks out on the outside of the track, where I thought I might be about to fly off, and in the S's, it was uh, we were really quick through there all weekend. But really, I was aggressive driving, and and the way that the these next gen cars um, with the rub blocks on the bottom, we were bottoming those out across the rumble strips, and it's um, you just don't know when you hit the the bottom of the car, which way it's going to kind of bounce you and, and react if it picks a tire up off the ground. So, um, that's, uh, we've seen that I, I bottomed out and overcorrected and just flat wrecked at, at California earlier in the year. And I mean, I just to be honest, had several, several chances to do it at, at Coda and got away with it. Well, you didn't hit anything by accident, but you, you gave, uh, AJ Almendinger a nice bump there on the final turn that got you, uh, that got you across the line first, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I hated that I ever even let him catch up to me. Um, that's not how I how I drew it up in my head. So, um, you know, he got caught up there in turn twelve and got by me in turn fifteen uh, with some with some bumper action to my back bumper, and then I was able to catch back up in in nineteen and and um, you know moved him and um, hate that he spun out. That wasn't the plan. It was just to make him run wide and. And unfortunately, spun out and got stuck, but um, you know, we were able to, to come on with the win. Hey, Ross, this is Holly. How are you? Hey, Holly, I'm great. Uh, you know, it's interesting, and I think I might have even made the comment to you when I saw you in Austin that, that these road course races are kind of like the old days of short tracks, aren't they, a little bit? I mean, that's just how it goes, right? I mean, you've got to be prepared to give and prepared to get, and uh to, to get the wins is it as much fun to drive as it is for us to watch you guys compete it is I, i've always enjoyed the road courses it's been the steepest learning curve of my career though i i got to nascar in the truck series about 11 years ago and had no no experience ever turning right I mean, when i was spinning out that was about <laughs> it on a circle track so i went to most sport the first time in 2013 and i mean just had no business being out there and somehow we finished seventh and then the Xfinity series in 2015 I had four road course races every year and um a year or two into to that my time in the four car I got uh Chevrolet to finally let me go out and 
go to one of their um, one of their facilities in Spring Mountain, Nevada, outside of Las Vegas, and Ron Fellow's uh, Corvette and Camaro program. And we uh, we I started learning from those instructors year after year after year. I still attend their class every year. Really, um, this year it was in yeah. This year it was in Indianapolis, so we did it on the IMS road course. And um, I, I had a Coda though. I did a, a another just a regular like another car um, on my own. I just went out about a week and a half before the race and rented it and drove around just to get my bearings back. It's just, um, I just have to work at this stuff. And, and I didn't, I didn't have a good grasp of all 20 turns and somehow we came back and won. It worked out well for you. And, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about going to Dover this weekend. Um, I can't, I can't remember who it was exactly, but somebody was talking about that, you know, as steep as it is, uh, this is really this is a very physically demanding race for you to do 400 miles at Dover. What what do you think going in there? And and do you guys feel? I would imagine you know having just one, although it's a totally different track. I I would imagine you guys are feeling pretty good about your game right now. And with two wins, the ability to really go for it at tracks. Well, I don't. There's there's no more that I can go after. Holly, <laughs> I think you've seen that over the years. That, my biggest, uh, I feel like, is my biggest gain late, lately has been actually going less hard and trying less. Like, I still try hard, I still push, and I still do everything I can on track, but it's okay. Like, it, wherever I end up, it's okay. I don't have to get that one more spot all the time. And Actually, it seems like I've went faster, and it's it synced up with this new car better, Um I, I did the triple at Dover for my first cup start in 2017. I was already in the truck race. I did the Xfinity race and the cup race. And that was back when we practiced a lot. Right. And we, it, it was a hot weekend, and I was sick leading up to that. So you talk about challenging. I was worn out when I got done with that cup race. But somehow, with Jay Robinson and Premium Motorsports, we were able to finish 20th in my first cup start. And that was, um, that's still something that I, I remember everything about that weekend. And uh, we did it in a watermelon car, of all things. That was so cool. That, that makes it even better. <laughs> Russ, uh, Coach Joe, again, he, uh, you, you talked about being less aggressive. I mean, the uh, You showed a lot of patience following Kyle Larson all the way down there right to the end. It, was there a point where you were, were tempted? No, I got to go. I got to do something. I got to do something. <laughs> or or were you just going to – or were you really just waiting, 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 knowing that uh, – well, you weren't going to go until you, until you saw an opening. Oh, absolutely tempted. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's hard. It's so challenging. I mean, you're you're driving around there at 190 ish miles an hour in the draft. It, when you tandem, you're over 190, and and yeah, it's bumpy. It's hot. You're tired. Like no matter how good a shape you're in, you've you've ran 400 and you know say 50 miles, and and you're trying to make race ending like race winning decisions um and it's tough i I had made one move earlier to get up in front of the four and as he was gaining on us and and he split me and then i made another move with about 40 laps to go to get up in front of the 11 and that one worked and that's what got me up from 11th i believe i was at the time up to the top five and then it was kind of a race you know we had the we, we were doubled up and, um, yeah, once I got back to the bottom, I, I had 
J.J. Haley behind me, and I had Larson in front of me, two guys that I I, I know well. And I was like, I, I am perfectly content. I am not coming back off the bottom. I've gotten away with one with the 11. I'm getting back down, and um, I'm going to just see where this goes. And when the 43 was forward and backwards, forward and backwards on the outside late, um, I had the opportunity, and I, I mean, I was staring at, at Eric in my mirror as he was gaining on me what turned out to be the final time, and I just I just couldn't risk it. And it uh, turned out to be, in all honesty, the wrong move because Eric was able to get pushed up and clear Kyle for the lead and get down, and now I'm pushing the 5 and the 43. So, you know, I just I just couldn't um, – I couldn't – see that happening and and i thought that with the 31 us the one and the five we were going to be strong enough to stay ahead of them and we weren't so uh it's very tempting it's very very challenging and that's the first time i've ever came to the end of one of these races and actually stayed on the bottom i've had the plan before i just didn't execute it ross we really appreciate you joining us tonight and congratulations on all your success and uh i guess you're going to have to keep packing watermelons with you when you travel <laughs> you know that was you're a great celebration yeah. yeah uh and you know we're up against it the show we got to end the show but uh hey remember um remember we we uh we're here for you we bring you good karma so uh <laughs> come back and see us again soon okay all right. Thank you all. Good to talk to you. Take care, Ross. I'll see you in a couple weeks at Texas. Thanks so right. much. Ross Chastain, winner at Talladega, winner at the uh, Circuit of the Americas as well. And uh, I was a winner tonight because I got to hang out with you, Holly Kane. Thank well, you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. I, I'm a winner, and this was great. You do such a good job of this. Well, we're, we're happy to, to, to do it. Happy that Ross Chastain could jo- join us and Laura Pinner. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF.